Well, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Come on, Grace, please. Let's make some noise this morning. Come on, it's Labor Day weekend. You're here. This is first service. Debatable. It might, you might be the holier service. I'm just saying, getting up early, coming in on a, on a, like a weekend that's just supposed to be labor-free. Uh, kudos to you guys. As Pastor Landon said, my name is uh, Bruce. I'm the youth pastor on staff, and I know that I have been here for only like three, going on four weeks. Myself and my wife, Britt, she was helping lead uh, worship this morning. Can we give it up for the worship team? Come on, just incredible. That was like a newer song, and y'all were just worshiping. I heard you actually saying the words. It wasn't you know, mouth and the words, and it was, it was good. It sounded beautiful. And so um, we've been here, yeah, just shy of a month, and we are absolutely loving it. Um, and, and, and I'm just so excited to, to be able to bring the word. Again, I was told a little bit um, on the, the quicker end of things, but it, nonetheless, um, I was going through uh, in my mind, man, what could I can I preach, Lord? Like, Lord, I need you. I, I like help me like navigate this. And so we have a good word uh, for this morning. So if you wanted to turn to your Bibles, how about this? We'll start in the Word. Turn to, to John chapter 14, if you would. Again, we're going to go old school. It's not going to be on the screen per se. Uh, but if you got your Bibles, hard copy, I got mine right here. If you have your YouVersion uh, Bible app, you can download that even. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I'll allow it for this morning. And uh, get there. Get to John uh, 14. And uh, it says this. It says, uh, truly, truly, I say to you. This is Jesus now. This is Jesus. It says, truly, truly. I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these he will do, because I'm going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it, and I will do it. Unquote. That is Jesus. That is our Jesus, the one that we serve, the one that we were singing about this morning. That's him. And so the message uh, is called Greater Things. And this is kind of going off of, we wrapped up a mini-series, a two-part uh, mini-series for youth called Greater Things. And it was pretty cool, the graphic. It was a uh, shout-out to Julia. She uh, worked on the graphics. Um, and it, well, yeah, you can give a round of applause. Chariots is leading at his fiance. Bro, that's what's up. As a fiance, you got to do that. You're the biggest cheerleader for her, I'm just saying. But she uh, knocked it out of the park. We did, uh, how many of you all, raise your hands, know the, the show Greater Things? I don't, I'm not promoting that. This isn't, you know, I'm not paid by Netflix to promote, but it was a playoff of Stranger Things, the graphic, and it was just, it was so cool. It all came together. But in this series called Greater Things, we talked about, well, Jesus. And for those of you that are in this room uh, this morning, you've never really met me, you don't really know what I'm about maybe you have some students that have come to youth or maybe haven't and, and you're wondering what what is this pastor what's he all about well I'm about Jesus right Jesus is about doing the will of his father that's his business I'm about the business of my father the business of Jesus and so that's what we're going to talk about this morning I'm going to keep it uh, simple easy to follow along again we don't have the notes apologies there but We'll take moments to slow down, really, really look at this verse, because we've all heard this verse before in John, right, where he's saying, truly, truly, and there's always emphasis there, and you've, I'm sure you've heard in past sermons, you know, preachers saying, well, if it's repeated, and and, and you you see right here Jesus saying, truly, truly, and and there's such great importance in this passage, and and I want to impact that this morning, and we're going to do so by, by asking two questions. 
Two questions. That's it. And if you're taking notes, um, you can, can jot these down. Question number one is this. What are these greater things? What are the, these greater things? Jesus says this, like, and to do greater works than these will he do. He do us. So I've come here and I've done these works, but you, like I'm going, I'm leaving. I'm going to the Father. You can't come with me because that's just, that's, that's me. But when I go, you are going to do these greater works. And so we unpack that with the youth. Like, what are these, these greater works? Is it, is it more like self? Like me focusing on me. And so when I'm talking, when I was talking with the students, we were like, well, what, what does that look like? New school year, greater things. Am I called to, to uh, up my grades like I was averaging like a B this year? I'm going to get straight A's. Um, what, what does that look like? Is, is it on the, the, the sports teams that I'm on? If I'm, and I played soccer growing up, so I'm just going to use that as an example. Like, if I'm on the soccer team, what does that look like? Do, am I called to be a leader? To, to, am I going to uh, try and, and try and wear that captain armband? Like, what is that? Is that what these greater things is? Uh, what do you mean by that, Pastor Bruce? And, and so we, we're looking at this question, what are these great things? Because if you, if you look at the self, and, and all these things can be good. So, for instance, for y'all, the adults, right? I'm not preaching to you. I am. They're here. Hello. But the ad- adults, y'all are here this morning. Right. And so what does that mean for you in your context? What are these greater things? Right. Was it my job? Like the promotion? To, to climb the ladder? In my family, and I got four kids, y'all. I got one on the way. Is it to be a, a better husband? Is it to be a stronger man of the house? Flip flip side of the coin, uh, as a wife, is it is it if you're in a career, if you are, if you are in the profession, have a professional career, is it to yeah to to keep advancing in that? Or if you're stay at home mom, is that to um, make sure that your kids like I don't know this is a pretty big one but aren't gonna die like they're you know what I mean like you're raising them and they're gonna they're gonna be living and breathing and um, they're gonna be literate they're gonna be knowledgeable for those of you that might homeschool like they're going to grow up knowing what two plus two equals it's four but if you multiply that we all know that it's four and so you know what I mean like the, you got to go through through these things and wh- so what are these greater things for us? And maybe if you're an empty nester, maybe that's like you're kind of going through that question right now. Well, uh, my kids have left, but actually I'm on the, the cusp of retirement. What would that look for me? Like, what is that gray area for me? And, and so we're looking at all this, and, and not that, that, that this is bad necessarily. Like, we need to do things, like healthy things, grow and evolve and, and change and, and adapt. And, but I don't want us to get so focused on self that that's purely what our identity becomes, and we get so wrapped and involved in self. Because last time I, I checked, uh, the Lord said, we, we got to die to self. That's right. That's right. Right? right? That's what Jesus said. You've you got to die to yourself right. to follow me. And so, and so what, what does that look like? Well, spiritually would be the other one, right? So if it's not self and in the, in the physical, then then maybe it's in the spiritual and maybe it's, it's others, other people. Again, not that we're not important. I'm not saying that. I don't want you to leave here and say, well, I'm not important, but, and other people are more important than me. No, 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 not at all. But what I'm saying is it's the business of my father. And my business of my father, he did this. He sent his one and only son 
to come here, live a perfect life, live with us, be patient with us, teach us, help us grow to ultimately give his life, lay it down so that we, when we die, we, we're not going to go to hell, but we're going to be risen up and live in the heavenlies with him. And so this, 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 this piece of, of scripture, this, this passage is, is just so important when, when it's talking about what are these greater things because in the youth context, and I'm breaking it down, it's like, well, what are these greater things? Like Jesus walked on the water? Was that, am I gonna like, am I gonna fly over the water? Was that, I mean, because that's greater than walking. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily, calm down. Well, he turned water into wine. Am I gonna turn water into like sweet tea or Dr. Pepper? That's what you guys drink here, right? You know, I'm, I'm just saying, I, it's just different, different context. Um, but am I gonna do that? No, not necessarily. I, I doubt that. But these greater works, what can we do to do the works that Jesus did? Does that make sense? And so hopefully I can clear, clarify that and, 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 and really get the point across that it's like, man, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works, will do the works. Action. And that's another thing. It's, it's, it's all action. I love this, this verse because he's not just saying, you know, you need to think about these things. You, know, you need to sit and, and, and maybe in a small group and talk about these things. And, and maybe you have your opinion about these things and you have your opinion about these things and we all just air it out. But it's like, no, we've got to do these things. We've got to do the worst. We've got to put it into action. And so... Moving forward to, to, to reach people ultimately and to lead them to Jesus, to souls of being saved. Because listen, y'all, th- this is what Jesus did in Luke 19. He says this in verse 10 For the Son of Man came to what? To seek and to save which was lost. Right. Which was lost. And that's King James. What? The youth pastor preaching King James Version? Yes. To save which was lost. And another verse 10, but this is in Ephesians 2. This is Paul talking. He's saying, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. What? Good works, which God prepared beforehand, and that we should walk, what? Walk in them, action, to walk in them, to do them, to do the works. And so this thing is not, it's, it's not easy. I get that. Like anyone can come up here, right, and, and preach and say that we need to do these things, but it's, how many of you know, show hands, it's easier said than done. Come on, don't be shy. Don't be shy, introverts. Come on now, I know. It's easier said than done. And so th- this, this thing called doing the works, man, th- these works will test you, 100%. They will test you, but they will grow you, and ultimately they will show you your faith. This thing called faith. What is it? I heard this thing. Maybe you're visiting for the first time. Someone brought you, and you've heard this word before, faith, faith. What is this faith? What is, well, again, King James, uh, in Hebrews 11, verse 1, for faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is this faith? Faith can be this side. Does it have to be great faith? No, 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 no. Jesus says just even a tiny little mustard seed of faith. Is all it needs. Faith is, I believe, this is me. I'm not a psycho- uh, psychologist, so, so don't, for any psychologist in the room, or if you have a best friend that is one, 
My definition of faith is this. Faith is what you allow your mind to accept. And once that is accepted, it's going to connect with the heart. And so once the heart and the mind are lined up, that is what faith is. I can't see it, but I believe it. I can't see the wind, but I believe it blows really warm air (laughs) across my face and my body, even though as we're heading into fall. I believe it. I can't see it, but I believe it. It's faith. That's what faith is. And so putting your faith, allowing your mind to accept what? Well, Jesus really is who he said he is. He's the son of man. He's the son of God. He is fully man, fully human. And not only that, to accept his works and to do his works. To have that faith. Again, it will test you. It will grow you. And it will show you who you are. James says that this is the brother of Jesus. Um, He says this. He says, but someone will say, you have faith. And I have works, but show me your faith apart from your works, but I will show you my faith by my works. And so these works are just a byproduct of the faith that we have in Jesus. Does that make sense? And so if you have this faith, no matter how big or small mustard seeds or as big as a mountain, no matter the size, if you have that faith, man, the byproduct is going to be these works. And so... Um, I just wanted to, to, to let you know that, again, I, I get it. It's difficult. Something I've been saying, and I, I think we're going to make it uh, a sermon series in youth, is, man, it's, it's, it's not impossible. It's just difficult. It's just difficult. And I feel like sometimes, if I could just be real with you, like, we, we don't really say that a lot. Like, we don't, at least to others, at least to other Christians, too. Think about that. Other Christians saying it to other Christians that, man, this is difficult. This is tough. Because I think there's like this stigma that we have to have it all together. And we have to be perfect, dare I say, perfect. And we have to be the ones that others look to. Why? Because, well, we look to Christ. We're Christ followers. But I want to tell you this. It's difficult. Man, the world's going to hate you. Jesus says the world hated me. You know why the world hates you? Because it hated me first. The world wanted you to to be a part of it, but because you're not, because you chose to follow me, mm, that's the best decision you could ever do, but it's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. It might cost you everything. So there's this thing called faith that that I just wanted to talk about a little bit, but I, I want to kind of come to a close on that question, like what are these greater things? Well, rightfully said, it's doing the works, okay? So if you're taking notes, doing the works, that's what these greater things are. Second question is this, how can I do these greater things? Like, okay, these greater things, greater works, I get it, Pastor Bruce, but like how can I do these? How can I, like a day-to-day practical, how can I, how can I, okay, and, and you said it's going to be difficult, so like, how can I have this boldness, right, of, of Stephen, right, how can I have that boldness, how can I have the fortitude of David, right, King David, all these like uh, story, these, 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 these story heads of, of, in the Old Testament, man, how can I have that fortitude, how can I have the courage of, of Joshua, right, so if you're saying this is going to be difficult and the world's against me because I serve a king that is not of this world, and he, he's sitting at the right seat of the Father right now. Okay, how am I going to have these, these components? How can I do these, these greater things? And, and simply put, it's this, to know Jesus. It's just to know him. And I think we, we, we get in our own head at times, and we kind of overcomplicate things. I feel like the, when you start as a child, 
Um, and I'm seeing it right now, the progression of, of my daughter, Evelyn. She's, she's five. She's going to be six um, come October. And she's, she's like six going on 16. It's crazy. Like, the attitude, I'm like, you're being a little loopy right now. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, the, just the conversations, the questions that she asks. And it's not so much more um, disrespectful, though, again, she could be lippy. Um, but it's just like these, these questions of just pure innocence and just wanting to know. And I think um, as time goes on from this little age and we keep growing and, and getting older and older, I think we tend to, like, complicate things. And I think we tend to think that we know not everything, okay, but we know a vast majority of, of everything. Is that safe to say? And so within that, we tend to complicate and we, we try to put um, this issue, this topic, um, you know, what, what's happening in culture, and we kind of weave and tangle them in there when all really it is, all it boils down to, man, if you know Jesus, if you just know him, you're going to be able to do these works, these greater things, works of the Father. Reach out to those, because Jesus did some great works. He healed people, the blind, the deaf, the lame. I mean, he did a lot. He brought the dead back to life. He did a lot. But the one thing Jesus always did, and I love this about him, this is a little side note. Whenever you read this in the New Testament, within the Gospels, Jesus is always moved by compassion. He's always moved Internally, and then action. Whoop! Check this out. Doing the works. Action moved externally, and not only did he do the physical healings, but he also said, "Sin no more. Your sins are forgiven. Your soul is saved." Which I believe is more important than the physical healing. That's just me. Like right now, my back's hurting. I got in a car accident uh, three years ago, and it's it's not where it needs to be. But at least my soul is saved. Because I believe in him. My back, pff, okay, it hurts the moment I wake up to the moment I put my head on the pillow, but that's okay. That's okay. And if Jesus never gives me that healing touch, that's okay. That's okay. Why? Because my soul is saved. I'm serving him. My wife, her soul is saved. Serving him. Our kids, their souls are going to be saved because they're serving him. And so how can we be the ones to do the works to lead others to Jesus to save their soul? I'm getting fired up. I'm going to contain myself, though, because, uh, again, this is first service, and I'm a youth pastor. I don't want to be, ah, you know, like crazy. So, so here we go. To know him. And we're going to look at John chapter 4. John chapter 4. So we're in 14. Go back 10 chapters to chapter 4. And this is the story of the woman at the well. So while you're getting there, I know it's like a lot of pages. But I'm going to set up the scene, okay? Is that cool? I'm going to set the scene up. It says this. It says uh, that Jesus was traveling to Galilee, and there was like a path that he uh, needed to take. It was so cool. Like, if you were a Jew in this time, uh, you didn't want to take the path that went through Samaria. You just didn't. It was a cultural uh, difference. They hated each other. But Jesus, and what I love about him, said he had to go through Samaria. Like, he had to. He had, that's what the scripture says. And so they're going there, and it's hot. He's tired. He's traveling. He's doing his ministry. And so they see the well. And this is in the out, outskirts of Sikar. This is the town right there in Samaria. And, and so there's the well that is historically known, um, uh, that was given to them by Jacob. And so it was, it, it's, it's this place where everyone comes to draw water. And it's the hottest day of uh, part of the day. And so he sits down, and 
and he's waiting. Like, he, he, he's always intentional. Have you ever noticed that about Jesus? He is super intentional. Everything he does is it's meticulous. It's calculated to a T. Um, you might not get that, but I'm, I'm telling you, the more you read about this, the uh, more you read about him, the more he will reveal himself to you. And so he gets there, and this woman comes to the well, and she wants to be alone, and, and she, she's considered an outcast. Uh, she's considered to be one that they don't really talk to, look at, because she's had uh, a multiple uh, relationships, multiple husbands, and so it's just, it's just bad, right, her situation. So she comes to the well, and they have this interaction, and Jesus leads off by saying, uh, woman, give me something to drink. And I love it, and it's not this disrespectful woman, give me something to drink. It's just woman, give me something to drink. And I love the Bible, because when you read the Bible, it reads you. It really does. I'm going to say that again. When you read the Bible, it reads you. Yeah, that's true. Right? Second Timothy says it in 3.16. It's for teaching. What is it? Teaching, rebuking, correcting. That's right. And so when you're reading all this and training, sorry, I forgot that. Training in his righteousness. Sorry, I don't want to cut that one out. But it does a lot when you read it. And if you don't believe me from, from telling you about Second Timothy, well, let's just read. Okay, how about that? So I set it up. You're there. John 4, here we go. Verse 8. Uh, verse 9, excuse me, the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For the Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw the water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself and did his sons and his livestock. And Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. To eternal life. This is so good. This pa- it is so important, this passage, that you need to understand. Because th- th- this, this conversation that we're, we're reading about, it is the longest conversation recorded in the Bible between Jesus and another person. And you would think like it's with a, a ruler, a religious leader. No, it's with, it's with a woman. Yeah? Uh, a a quote-unquote uh, nobody. Someone who is marginalized, overlooked. But he's talking with her. Why? Because he had to. Why? Because he's in the business of his father, and his father sent him to do the works and save souls. And so he's talking with her, and, he, and, he's, and, he's, and he's telling her, man, this, this water, if you only knew, if you only knew about this water. And she says, well, this, this water sounds, I would like to have some. Can, can I get some of this water? And he says, yeah, sure. Go, go get your husband and come back. She says, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a husband. He says, correct. He's like, you're correct in saying that. You don't have a husband. You've had five husbands. And the one that you're with isn't even your husband right now. And this is the moment. Again, this isn't a moment where he's just calling her out. And he's doing a mic drop. And he's embarrassing her in front of the disciples. Because the disciples left. Like, they, left, they got food. They, they just, they were hungry and they wanted to get food. So they're gone. It's just an intimate moment between him and her. And he says, listen. I know you. You've been trying to read me. But all the while, I've been reading you. Right? Because right. <laughs> right? like, she comes to the well. She's right here. And Jesus, let's just say, he's right here. He's sitting. 
And they're dialoguing, and she's like trying to read him. She's like, what? You're, you're Jew, and why are you talking with me? And, and you're talking about this water. It's greater than this water. And she's, she, you know what? They're conversing and dialoguing, and she's trying to read him all the while he's reading her. And he says to her, ah, if you only knew. If you only knew. And so they're at this point now where, where the woman says, well, 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 I know the Messiah is coming, right? In verse 25, the, the woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming. He was called Christ. And when he comes, he will tell us all things. He'll tell us all the things when he comes. And isn't that, isn't that something? Like, I know. How many of you um, know somebody, like, let's say, a, like, you don't know the celebrity, but you know of them, right? Sunday, I don't think they play today, but the, but the Dallas Cowboys, right? Who's QB1? Number four, Dak Prescott, right? Like, you know of Dak Prescott. You know that he's, like, 6'2". Let's be honest, he's probably six foot. They always give him a couple inches. And you know that he went to uh, Mississippi State, right? He was, a, he was a bulldog. Like, you, you know all that. You know of him, but you don't know him. And you can recite all these things about him, his passing yards, how many touchdowns he got, how many interceptions he got last year. And you can pump him up and say, you know, they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Right? Are they going to win the Super Bowl this year? You guys are not confident. That's okay. I'm Detroit Lions, and I know we're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. So, But you can, that's not the point. But you, but you can know of somebody, or you can actually truly know somebody. And so she's trying to figure all this out. And she's like, well, I know the Messiah. I know of him. I know him. And Jesus is like, no. No, you don't. Because he, what does he say to her in verse 26? Jesus says to her, I who speak to you am he. I who speak to you am he. I am the Messiah. I am this living water. I am eternal life. And this realization just clicks. And she's just like, what? I, um. and it's just this shock and awe. Shock and awe. It's kind of like going back to your child. Have you ever had those moments, especially in childhood, you're growing up and you just, you're in this shock and awe? Like you might have gotten an awesome Christmas gift or maybe you did meet somebody on your bucket list, right? A celebrity. And you're just, and so she's just, wow, this is him. This is Jesus. This is them. He's not just a pro. He is the Messiah. And so she can't, and it's springing up. Literally what he said is happening in her. And it's springing up. And she's like, forget the bucket. She didn't even take the bucket. And she runs back and she's telling everybody. She's like, hey, listen to this man I just met. He knows everything about me, everything I ever done. And I just, I met him. And you need to meet him too. You need to meet him too. And what is she doing? She's doing the works. He didn't even command it. He didn't even say, she just automatically, it's just inside and she's got to get it out. Whatever, what's happening internally is shown externally. And she's putting it into action. She's going back to town. She's telling the people, this man, you got to meet him. You got to meet him. It's Jesus. You got to meet him. He'll tell you everything you ever done. And, he'll, and this is the thing. And this is kind of, I'm not trying to twist scripture, but I want to say in this moment, she, when she's telling them to, about him that, that not only she's saying, she, he told me everything that I've ever done, I want to say so badly, again, I don't want to get in trouble here, but she's probably saying something along the lines of, and not once 
did he condemn me. Not once did he point a finger at me and tell me you're done and that you'll never be complete and that you'll have a sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth husband. Not one time. And so she goes back and and she's telling everybody and, and all while the disciples are coming back and they're seeing this and they're like, well, what's going on? And they're like, Jesus, like, Jesus, come on, man, you need to, you need to eat. We got this water burger, you know, you gotta, gotta eat the water burger. I'm, I'm just trying to be relevant at this time, you know, because that's another staple here in Texas, water burger. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I love it. You get all this food for like nothing. It's crazy. It, it truly is. It's a blend. Thank you, Lord. But they come and they're like, Lord, you got, you got, you know, Rabbi, Rabbi, eat, 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 eat. And what does he say that here? I love it. Jesus says to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his what? His work. I have food you know nothing about. And it is to accomplish the will of my father. That is my food. That is my substance. That is my source. He is, is this ringing about? Is this encouraging this more? Because I, I just don't want us to leave here hearing this message and just kind of, and I get the whole processing and, and taking it in, but, but to actually go from that into action, to actually hear about the works, understanding how to, to, to do the works, and then applying it to actually go and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Go into our communities, into our schools. I challenged the youth with this. I said, man, there are three places that you can do this. It's quite simple. But to others, it, it might seem difficult. It's not impossible. It's just difficult. But what would it look like if you were to be the ones to go into your school, into your home, and even here at church? And I want to touch on the church one because I'm wearing this, this shirt. We're all wearing this shirt. If you were on the all, all in, the, the, the shirt, it's, it's very blue. It's very standing out. And it's not saying, hey, look at me. I serve. No, honestly, uh, this grace place, we're not about that. We're really not. We want everyone to find their place here and to serve and be a part of the body. And to reach and to be extension of Jesus. So if you signed up for, let's say, the parking lot, man, it's hot out. Like, I don't know. But I'm telling you, if you sign up and you're out there, someone's going to be driving along. And they might not come to church, but give another week. Give it maybe two weeks. You know what? Maybe give it three weeks. And then they pull in and they say, you know what? I saw you outside and I saw you waving the sign. And and I just figured I'd come in. And who knows? He comes in and has that encounter with Jesus. You never know. So how can we do? Because listen, there's only one way to the Father, and his name is Jesus. But there are multiple ways to Jesus. Can we be the way to Jesus? Can we? Can we not just say it? Can we not just like uh, get get it put on a t-shirt and we just wear it and we don't actually do it? But can we actually do the works that Jesus did? And I love this one. It says this in verse 35. says, do you not say there are yet four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the field are white for harvest. And I love that part. That part just stuck out to me. It kinda, and that's the thing, I'm telling you, when you read the Bible, it's not this, this old, you know, dead book that's collecting dust and you just crack it open at Christmas time, read the, read the Bible story and, the, and then place it back on, you know, on the shelf. No, this is like the living word. It speaks to you all the time. 
Every time, once you read it, again, it'll read you and it'll communicate to you the things that you need to know. Not, not what he needs to know, what, not what she needs to know, but what you need to know. And it says this. Again, I'll read it one more time. Verse 35. Do you not say, this is Jesus, there are yet four months, then comes the harvest. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the field are white with harvest. And I don't want us to get in this place where it's all about self it's all about us, right? It's, it truly is we over me. And I know Pastor Chad came in and, and preached that and, and talked about unity and, and being united. It really is about that. The ultimate goal is to what? To go and make disciples of all nations. To go. I love that part too. Go. Action. To go. To do the works. To reach those that might not even know the name of Jesus. You could be the one to where the other person, man, that they've never heard of Jesus, but because they see you, they know a little bit more about him. You could be the only Jesus they ever come in contact with. Do you know that? It's true. And so if we, if we get past this and if we, get, if we get past this whole like self and self-focus and self absorbed can I even say that I don't want to step on toes but and there's there's this thing right here too this phone that that we that we look at constantly it's a great device and it can really help spread the gospel it truly can but it can distract us and we can look on it and scroll through and read through feeds and we can get so sucked in on this thing that we don't lift our eyes the scripture says lift your eyes it's there Jesus telling his disciples listen look up the harvest is full. It's ready. You don't got to wait. It's now. So I just wanted to encourage you this morning, if, if, you're, if you're here and, and maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus, we're, we'll, we'll take care of that. We'll, there's some things that we can do to put into place and to have that relationship with him. And maybe you're in this room and, and you do have a relationship, but you're, I don't know, maybe it's just not strong lack of a better word maybe it's just not connected like there's a disconnect I, I don't know but I I want to pray for you this morning that it, it gets back to what maybe it used to be maybe there was a moment where it was just you and Jesus and it was so strong and so connected but, but things just got in the way I know 2020 the year of COVID really derailed a lot of things maybe that was the start of it maybe it wasn't I don't know all I'm saying is he knows and he knows you and he knows what you need And he knows that you need to be in a relationship with him.